about cotton daf hayamad alif the cost of new regulations shalola have said that haaretz in the gemara here we'll see a bit of an approach as to how the chachomim work how the rabbonon work when they legislate when they create new halachot the development of halacha we get a bit of an insight into that over here the particular gemara we're dealing with is the origin of the din that you make a, a, a mark that you indicate where a grave is. And we see that that's a halacha because in our Mishnah we're told that's one of the things you can do in Kvarot, you can mark the graves. And the Gemara goes into the origin of that, of that custom. And what is the purpose of marking the grave? Says Rashi, Shosim simanim ala kvarot besid. You mark a grave with a, with a lime, sort of a white mark around it. Uh, and as the Gemara says in Bova, Kama kadeshu lo yechu ochle trumadasham. Why do we mark graves? It's interesting with our obsession of these magnificent tombstones, that's not really our, our, our idea. It's not, we're not big grave people. Certainly in Ambasuri, we talked yesterday in Shul about the Lithuanian Masurah and how it is important for each group to understand their Masurah, where they come from, what are the important things in their tradition. And in our, in our tradition, visiting graves is not a big thing. We're not, we're not big on graves. After the Six-Day War, Rebellia was asked, Rebellia Lopin was asked whether he would like to be taken around to all the new sites of, of Kivrei Tzadikim that, that, that have been, that are now accessible that weren't before. And he said, only the Maras HaMachpelo. He might have said Kever Rachel as well, I don't remember, but he said, only the Maras HaMachpelo. That's the only one that's authentic, that's genuine, that we know, and I think he went once and that was it. Uh, we don't hang out at graves. That's not, a, that's not our tradition. Uh, and, and the graves aren't important, as, as we see here in, in the Gemara and in Rashi. The only reason to mark a grave is so that people who are meticulous about Tumor don't walk there. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have cemeteries marked. We wouldn't know where they are. There's no requirement to do it, as the, to know that this is where the person's buried, to come back and visit, because what we cling to is the person's legacy, not the person's grave. Uh, the person's family, the children, the forum that he might have written, the things that he did during his lifetime, those are the things we cling to. We cling to the person's everlasting, the shama, <coughs> not to a bag of bones that are buried under the ground. That's just not what we, what we connect with. And the Gemara here says, Where do we even get it from? Where does this come from? The fact that you're allowed to do it on Cholamoid means it's an, it's an important uh, thing that we have to do. It's, it's that there's a halakha, this is a law. Otherwise, why would we be permitted to do this? Um, but, but it's interesting, Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi is interested, like, where do we even get it from to, to, to make tombstones, to create a marking? Where does that even come from? What's the origin of this thing? So we learn from a Posik in Yechezkel, talking about Mechemet Gog and Magog. There'll be so many dead bodies lying around that we'll have to go and bury them. One group will go before to look for, for body parts and mark the place so that the others will come and, and dig the grave there. That's the only source we have in the Torah for this idea of, uh, of, of marking grave sites. It's just not something that otherwise would be important to us. Amale Ravina Ravashi, so Ravina asks Ravashi, and what about before Yechezkel's time? Was that the first time we just discovered the importance of, gra- of marking a grave in the time of Yechezkel? And before Yechezkel, didn't we do this? Where did it come from? Says Gemara and you know, you're asking a, 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 a not a very valid question. 
Because, for example, hold on, but I'm here to say, Mitzvahs Moshe Rabbeinu lo elamadnu, but you've been here to say, Mitzvahs um, what about Rav Chista's statement that here's an example of something we didn't learn from the Torah Shibichtav. We've only learned from Yechezkel. Kol ben nechar arel lev arel basal lo yavon mikdashi l'shateni that anybody who has not had a bris millet might be somebody who for medical reasons cannot have a bris millet is not allowed to come into the Beis HaMikdash if he's a coin to do Avoida. Where does that come from? It comes from Yechezkel. You can ask the same question. Mikami delez Yechezkel man amra. And what, did he innovate that law before the time of Yechezkel? There was no such din. This is something that we learned, um, says Rashi, mi Sinai. This is something that comes all the way from Sinai. These are principles we've had, and we've explained. We've had quite a lot of Allah Mishim Sinai the last couple of days, and we've explained Allah Mishim Sinai are those dinim, those minhagim that, are, that go back to before anybody can remember. They're, they're tradition, they're old, they're established. Uh, and we assume they come from Moshe. They were things that were taught in the beginning of time and that that's their authority. Here too, these are things that were practiced a long time before and learned at Sinai. And Yechezkel came and, and gave us a posuk to hang it on to. Says Tosfus, um, that means, this is an interesting thing. According to you who's asking for a posuk, so you're assuming this is midoraisa, that you've got to mark graves so that kainim who are keeping, or people who, who are careful about truma uh, are not going to walk there. Somewhere Hashem should have told us you've got to mark graves. That's interesting. There's no concept that, it, that, that in any case you mark a grave just because People want to know where science is buried. It's just not that relevant. But if you, but if there is a din that you've got to mark a, gra- a grave for reasons of tumor, why doesn't the brain tell us somewhere if it's a doraisa? This is a very important uh, principle, and we'll we'll develop it with a kerenoyer in a moment. Um, many things that the Torah tells us is doraisa. That these are prohibitions of the Torah, the lokativ bikra, which are not written in any pasuk. They're handed down in halacha ad ati yecheskel until yecheskel came and gave us something to to link it to b'ho hachinami in this one as well. And we've got a tosfus in Bava Basa that says very clearly that siyun is midrabonon that marking graves is a drabonon it's not a doraisa. So what is it? What is the nature of this law, this practice that we mark gravesites is a drabonon is doraisa? We seem to have a contradiction between these tosfus in. And that question the Karenoir asks, I introduced the Karenoir to you already, and this will be an important saver for us in Red Cotton. Um, uh, and what's important with the Karenoir is not only his greatness in Torah, as I told you, he's from the uh, early 19th century, end of the, of the 18th century, um, not only his brilliance in Torah and his power of innovation, um, and we saw it last time, we'll see again this time, how he innovates principles that don't only explain the Gemara here. And the Kerenoira gives us a yesod, it gives us a key to understanding a lot of other things. And um, what's beautiful about him, I was reading the introdu- in the introduction to the Kerenoira, his son writes about, about him as a person, not never mind his, his godless in Torah. And he never took a rabbinic position because he didn't want to be distracted from learning Torah until his brother died in Kalin and then and was the Rov there, and he was persuaded to take his brother's place. But until then, he wouldn't have a position. His only income came from his wife's shop. His wife took care of him, made sure that he didn't have to waste a moment earning a living, and she had a little shop. 
and how when that there was that shop was robbed, it was burgled, and everything was taken out of the shop. His whole parnosa. Uh, we were talking yesterday about about bitochen and believing in Hashem. It's all very well when things are going well. What do you do when you wiped out? There's nothing left. So what did he do when they came and gave him the news? They were so worried. How are they going to tell him? Everything's gone. He put on his Shabbos clothes and he walked to the shop and he said a brocha. communicating with me. That's what's important. The Rebbe cares about me. He's close to me. And he immediately made a, a, a brocha. He did the same thing when his house was burning down. And he was standing across the road watching his house burning down. Always besimka. He always had joy. The, the hardships of life never detracted from his simcha sachayim, from his love of life and his happiness because of, that, because of his level of bitoch. And that's the kerenoyo. It's the midos of the man as well that make him so great. And he brings this, the question from the Tosfus in, in Bovakama based on the Gemara in Nida, that this is to a writer. Um, so why is the Gemara so concerned about before Yechezkel? Who told us? It's the Rabbonin. The Rabbonin introduced it. There are lots of things that Rabbonin introduced. Why do you have to say before Yechezkel? Where do we have a source? Um, and furthermore, he shows that marking the grave sites, as the Gemara does on, on Amud Beis, talks about the situations in which they have to be marked. And, and that's certainly Midrabonin. It's a law of the rabbis. And he goes on to, on, to answer. It's true from Yechezkel. This is an Asmachta. Asmachta means a hint in Tanakh on which we, to which we link the law. But it's not the source of the law. And it's important to know there's a difference between a link which gives authority to the law and the source of the law. Where does the law come from? Um, as Rabbi Shimon says, it's asking for a remez. He doesn't say where's the, the origin. He says, where's the remez? Where's the hint? But here's the important point that I want to understand from the, from the Karen Oira. Says the Karen if it weren't for the Remez, the Chachomim wouldn't have instituted it. Yes, it's a Drabon and the Chachomim instituted, but they would never have done so without a authority, without some link in the Torah, where the Torah says you can do this. Why? Every time you mark a grave, you're, you're shrinking the size of Eretz Yisrael. So there's another piece of land that can't be used. Every time you open a cemetery, there's another piece of land that can't be used. Who gives you the right to do that? Leave them, leave them the graves unmarked, and people will build over them. And the the uh, Muslim community gets very upset when we build over cemeteries. Um, but look at look what the Kerenor is telling us. If it weren't for the for the posuk, the Chachomim wouldn't have they wouldn't have wanted you to mark graves because by marking a grave you're shrinking it to Israel. Who gives you the right to do that? So with every law, there's a downside. That's why one has to be careful with regulations. They pile up, governments do the same, and businesses do the same, rules and rules and rules, and every time there's another rule, there's a downside, and they don't take rules away. We still take our shoes off before we get onto an airplane. Nobody will know why in a, in a generation's time. People won't, won't know why we take our shoes off. They'll give some mystical reason, because you know Moshe took his shoes off at the burning bush, so we take our shoes off before we get onto airplanes. Who knows what, what reason people, people don't even know the reason anymore. Regulations get piled, they have downsides. Every regulation has a downside. And often authorities don't think carefully enough about the downside. The Chachomim had to have permission from the Torah to legislate a simpler thing as marking a gravesite. 
because there's a downside to it. You're also shrinking it to Israel. And that's what the, what the Gemara is asking, asking from. Mushani Gemara, Gemirila. And the Gemara answers, this comes from Allah, you're right, the Chachomim need authority for this. They got the authority at Sinai. Not that at Sinai, Hashem said to Moshe, tell them that they must mark graves. That's not what it means. Because it's certainly not a Doraisa. We see clearly it's not a Torah law. This authority that the Chachomim have to make rabbinical laws, even when there's a downside to that law. And every generation, the Chachomim have the authority and are given the right and the obligation to make laws to, to protect the Torah in that generational environment. As they consider necessary, for the needs of, of, of that time. Um, and then he goes on to say, then this is, and whenever you have a case of asmachta in the, in the Gemara, that's how you need to understand it. It's not done, we're looking for some hint in the Torah that says, where the Chachomim are concerned about the downside of a law they want to introduce, they need some hint in the Torah. Somewhere the Torah has to say, it's okay, this is, something, this is something good to do, this is something you should do. So yes, this was practiced all the time, and the authority for this came all the way from Sinai. And the Jewish people have always marked graves. Why? Because of the concerns of, of Tumah, of people not walking over graves when they're being careful about their purity, about their tahara. That's the reason to do it. But the fact is, doing so in Eretz Israel diminishes the size of Eretz Israel. So what gives them the right to legislate even in such a situation where the downside is so significant? For that, all we need is a wink from the Torah, a hint. How we want to do it in any case? They've got the authority to do it in any case. But there's a downside that you see from the Torah that this is okay, this is something that, that needs to be done. So here's an example again where the Kiranora takes an, an innovative approach not just to resolve the difficulty between Tosfus here and Tosfus and, and Bovabasra, a question which the Bach asks. The Bach references the Gemara and the Tosfus in Bovabasra uh, and the Gemara in Nida. So we have a problem just in learning Pshat in the, in the Tosfus and in the Gemara itself. The Kerenori in his brilliance not only resolves the difficulty, but gives us a lens through which to look at the idea of Asmachta, of the Rabbonin introducing laws for which there's a hint in the Torah and why that hint is necessary.